Hi, I'm Mr. Kwonga. I'm Ian Wright. And I'm Ryan Hun. And collectively, we are the Stadio Podcast and Wrighty's House on the Ring FC feed. Yes, we are. And we come to you three times a week on the Ring FC feeds. Bringing love. We're bringing love and football. So if you like zooming out and zooming in on football and all the stuff around it, make sure you follow Ring FC on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. How's that, Rye? I reckon I'll do. Yeah, man. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. Yo, live in studio together. Yes, we're about to have a very special guest on. Uh, you may be familiar with uh, him by his Up Up Down Down show. Yes. Or probably more importantly by his status as a major professional wrestling star. Right. Xavier Woods is about to come on. Before we do that, though, let's just do the rest of this podcast, man. Let's, let's just talk. Let's, let's talk about SummerSlam. We promised the show. Let's give him a show. We just did a thing on Green Room, and if you guys listening to this don't know, there's Spotify has an app called Spotify Green Room where we do live audio. We're going to start doing it after the big events, uh, potentially more than that, but you basically just sign up and you get to hear us talk like we're on the radio or something, and we can push a button and let you in, and you get to ask questions, and there's a live chat, and it's, it's it feels really cool. It feels like we're actually like engaging in a way that you know we don't always get to engage mm-hmm. um, when we're doing these podcasts and just screaming into oblivion. But anyway... <laughs> And it's cool, like, having people come on and talk to them, ask questions, yeah. like, all that type of stuff. So yeah, it's really fun. It was really tight, yeah. So some of this, if you if you were there, we've talked about some of these subjects before, but we can't have a podcast and not, t- uh, on this day, the day, is this the day before SummerSlam? Yeah, this is the day and, before and not SummerSlam. talk about the rest of the wrestling world, too. Yes. So we're going to do our SummerSlam predictions, uh, but right now, 
there's kind of a controversy going on in the professional wrestling world, which is to say that um, Roman Reigns, who is not only the greatest heel working in professional wrestling mm. today, but also the greatest heel doing uh, media interviews <laughs> today. Uh, Shaking the table. He was talking to our, our friend and co-worker, Ariel Hawani, and said, what did he say? What was the exact line? He said, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here, he said something on the lines of, uh, CM Punk was not as over as good as John Cena or The Rock was. Didn't move the needle. Didn't I guess move the, the needle. That was, was it. Was the direct quote, but... I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but yeah, that comment sent wrestling Twitter into the tidiest of panties <laughs> I've seen in a long we time. To, well, we're, we're sitting here before the show trying to talk about how to, like Kaz was tweeting about it some yesterday. I sent, I think I sent you your own tweet and I was like, we got to talk about this to. tomorrow. But then today you were like, I don't even know what my point of view is. And I was like, so maybe we just first take it and we each just pick a side and <laughs> yell at each other for 15 minutes. That kind of feels like where we are because the best thing about this argument is CM Punk bigger than The Rock or Cena is that there's not an easy answer, right? It's not as cut and dry as one would think. Well, like, there's I've, no, there's no, there's no like rubric for this. You know, nah, there's not a formula. No, and that's what made the that's what made the the arguments online so much fun because, and why Roman is such a great table shaker just because mm -hmm. <laughs> on the surface like he didn't lie right like on the surface he wasn't really like you know saying anything that nobody you know can't really prove with numbers and stuff but I don't think that was the point and I don't think that was ever really the point with CM Punk and I think that's why his followers and fans went so hard online even as much as to say oh he wasn't as big as the rock and like oh my god you know, and and that's when i was just like all right like we need to just <laughs> everybody calm down like take take a chill pill drink some water like let's have an honest discussion about cm punk about roman reigns about john cena about wrestling right now and as i'm thinking about it and we talked about it on the green room it's just really fun that we could even have this discussion, this conversation on a night like tonight, mm -hmm. right? Or a weekend like this weekend. You know, it feels like it's been a while that there's been this much buzz around professional wrestling, you know, just as a whole. And yeah. the fact that, you know, I think if you, I don't know when this episode's going to be out, but if you <laughs> if you go and look at it, they're probably still arguing. Yeah, and they're for probably sure. going to continue yeah, to argue, argue about until this until tonight. tonight. And they're going to keep arguing <laughs> well beyond that. Here's yeah. the thing. One of the, I mean, it's, it's, there's no right or wrong in this. And if you want any better proof of that, look at our buddy Peter Rosenberg going on video and and arguing one way and changing his mind five minutes later and being right both times. Like he's like, it's like, it's fine to have to like make a strong case and then back, I mean, you know, you're a smart person if you're willing to change your mind. But <laughs> there, you can argue it both ways, just like you said. I think what's really interesting about Punk and what makes him different than the other guys, and maybe you put The Rock in the same category. You do put, is that, you do. Punk and The Rock, different than John Cena, different than Steve Austin, different than whoever else you want to compare him to, those two walked away at the top of their game. Yes. They Jerry Seinfeld it. Yeah, and even if, even if Austin had, had ditched out when they asked him to, to lose to Brock and never, if he had never come back, he, wasn't a, he, he was still, that wasn't the peak Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, like he didn't have much bigger moments after that. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. came back like almost like as a solid, as like a, my, a mm -hmm. collective my bad. But the best of Stone Cold had taken place already when yeah. he did that walkout. Same thing with CM Punk. If he had, he, he just kind of never came back. 
Yeah. You know, like he yeah, did the same the closest, thing. But this, yeah, the closest thing for Austin would be if he had never come back after Brock, but he but he did come back and he kept going and whatever. But like CM Punk has been even even when The Rock left, he still was part of the WWE universe, right? Like we knew that if we ever we 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 knew that he'd be back someday, and we knew when he came back he'd be at WrestleMania, and we knew that it was when he started coming back from Cena. He sort of entrenched himself as an Undertaker style part time megastar that is going to come back and can you know do some solids and get the crowd going and all that kind of stuff. What makes CM Punk different than everybody else is that he has been a mythical beast. He's been the Sasquatch <laughs> like hiding in the mountains yeah. in pro wrestling for the oh, past I heard, I heard how been, many years? I heard he was training. Ten years? I heard he years? was doing this. I heard he was doing that. And like, it's yeah. and we're we fantasy booked him into every major pay per view since he left. Like people have been thinking about him and wondering about him and like imagining when he's going to come back. And I mean, praise the Lord for Roman Reigns for like like having his name in his mouth like being able to say like saying that and bringing it up and you know what good for him yeah you know what i mean like and, and good for roman reigns bro like at, at some point you got to talk your shit because like as much as you know it is obvious that this dude is one million percent as big to a big portion of a pro wrestling fan base as of the rocker john cena he's not the rocker john cena and i think that's what got people so tight you know what i mean like and 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 but that's that's dope though. That's dope. Like that's what makes this whole thing really interesting. There's more than one way for you to be a fan. There's more than one way for you to enjoy, you know, what what's going on in pro wrestling. And Roman speaks for of a very successful, longevity-filled way of wrestling that his family's done, that people that he's been close to have done. And he has earned every right to be like, you know what? These guys are good. They're great. But, like, they're not me. I'm the dude on the top of the show for a reason. And it's a reason why when he speaks, it's headline news everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Punk's been doing a lot of interviews, like, and, and mm -hmm. it's all been, been, you know, we've all been interested in it. But when the, the, the top dude comes out and says it and doesn't hold, bite his tongue, says it on a platform with Ariel Hawani, who's, you know as big of a combat sports, yeah. you know, uh, journalist as there is. Like, it's it's rare that we're having this moment, that we're even speaking about it in real time. So it's it's fun, though. It's really fun. And I think the most interesting part about it is before AEW really popped off and we were really doing the show, mm -hmm. um, we always kind of wondered, like, what's Wednesdays? And this is when they were going competing on Wednesdays. What's uh -huh. Wednesdays going to be like? Because the one thing that the Monday Night Wars didn't have was social media mm -hmm. and being able to initially react oh, or yeah. see how people are reacting in real time. Like, can you imagine what Twitter would be like if you knew Scott Hall was going to walk down on Nitro that night or you knew there was a third guy coming or like all this type of stuff? Or if you knew that, you know, it, it's just it's just such a different time. Um in, in pro wrestling and a, and a fun time in pro wrestling. So I, I'm glad that Roman said what he said because at the end of the day, what he's proven to himself is that he is at the top of the food chain and he's mm -hmm. chasing after those guys. Like he can, he can 1 million percent go and have done, you know, what a lot of people have done before him and be okay. But it just kind of shows you where he's where his trajectory is yep. at. He's trying to be on that Cena level, on that rock he's, level. He's he's and he's he's self aware enough to realize that he's not going to be 
any of those guys. He's not going to be the best version of himself unless he takes the fight. Unless he, you know, unless he like talks to shit. Talk shit. Acknowledges. Yeah. You can, WWE can pretend they're the only game in town, but you know, the, the top athlete in the world has to acknowledge. Yeah. That like, you know, like Dr. J had to be able to say like, yeah, there's some players in the NBA. There's another league. I got to go over there and see if I can play against them too. Exactly. So, you know, it's, you know, it's a, it, it it's cool. It makes everything a lot more fun. And it feels more real. It feels more real than it's ever felt in a long time. You know? It totally does. And that's, and it's, it's exciting. I said this on the green room thing and the feel, the vibe of like, I don't know what's going to happen or I don't exactly know what's going to happen and how it's going to, how they're going to book it. And I don't know what's going to happen on the other show be in response to that. And mm-hmm. I, it, like that is a feeling we haven't had for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And by the way, when you're comparing CM Punk to other people, you know, to, to Cena and the rock, there's neither of them had a moment like the pipe bomb. Neither no. of them had a moment where they gave us that feeling of like, I don't know, you remember the summer of punk, the WWE version when he like escapes with the crowd with the belt. Like that is a thing. That is a that is a very specific feeling right. that doesn't happen that much in pro wrestling. And it's really special when it does. Well, one could argue the reason why those guys didn't have that moment is because like once The Rock was on, it was one consistent summer of punk in his career. Like yeah. he was never not popping after that. Same thing with John Cena. Like he never didn't get a reaction once he became that dude. You know, he was never not. Well, so right. This is a sort of bigger, this is the bigger conversation, which is, I mean, it's hard to look back and and really fault WWE for never turning John Cena heel because of the value he had to the company. And you see when he comes out now, it's not like he's diminished because he never had a heel run. Yeah. But the sort of shorthand that everybody uses is merch sales, right? We're about to talk to Xavier Woods. I mean, the he first time about that, merch sales. The first, well, the first time that I, I did a live show with Rosenberg and Paul Heyman, and somebody was like, "Why don't? When are they going to split up the new day?" This was five years ago, or whatever. You know, people mm-hmm. have been talking about this forever. And Heyman was just like, "It's really simple. They make so much money <laughs> like, yeah. selling T-shirts, and there's not no reason to split them up. Like, why would we do that?" Right. And you know, it's true. And with John Cena. You know, if if you made if someone made the decision to never turn him heel because of a they're worried about dropping off, you know, never give up T-shirt sales, you know, and they <laughs> they, they weren't they wanted to make sure they they kept that money. Mm-hmm. From an artistic point of view, you don't want that. You don't you don't, you don't you don't have to like that, you know. But but you understand the logic, right? Yeah. And then when he comes back now, and also the Make a Wish thing, that was one that people always oh, yeah. say, like, does he have to stop doing Make a Wish visits because he's if he's a heel, like whatever. When he comes back now, it sort of seems justified. It's almost like we decided over over his career he became a great wrestler, bell to bell. It's almost like over the you know, and and it took everybody a while to 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 come to grips with it and to fully acknowledge it. It's like now we're coming to grips with the fact that he's sort of an icon for never changing. All of that is a long way to go back to what you're saying before, which is like that's not what you do when you're in a dog fight, right? And that's not mm. and and that and and once you. We like to fantasy book CM, I mean, John Cena's heel turn, just like we like to fantasy book CM Punk coming back for the last decade. It's fun to fantasy book. It's fun to imagine all the things that could possibly happen. I think that living in a world where the John Cena's can turn heel 
is more fun than living in a world where you know where even if it's the right decision, they're they're definitely going to stay the course. Right. We'll see. Who right. knows? Maybe he'll turn heel tomorrow night. Maybe that's, that's maybe that maybe he joins the maybe he joins he he grabs a seat at the foot of the table because he <laughs> he acknowledges Roman Reigns is the best. Maybe he turns into it. I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. Maybe and 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 we said this on the on the green room. Um, wrestling fans just love that unpredictability. We just love that feeling of. What's going to happen? That's almost 99% of the time, that's way more fun than what actually happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just True. talking about this shit and fantasy And by the way, and- just like the, pro- the, big, the problem with the internet, <laughs> this is going to be a rant, this is rant time. The yeah. problem with the internet and politics and for, or for in a lot of ways and conspiracy theories and everything else is that all the people that like would normally just be like have a crazy idea and just be saying it to themselves in their basement. And now I find like communities of people where they can say it. That is an echo chamber that will tell you, no, you're right. But this say applies, this applies to good things too. And it applies to professional wrestling in bad ways and good ways too. But one of the things is that like when you, when someone has a good idea, when someone's like, you know what they should really do with, with Biggie this weekend. Now everybody has that. And everybody can read it. And they're like, that is what you should do with Big E. <laughs> and now they're mad if WWE does something that's like 85% is good. You yeah, know, it's like, you yeah. should have done the thing that Kaz wrote on Reddit. Come Listen, on, what we've, you- the one thing, and I, and I say this a lot of times on the show, the one thing I learned in WWE when I was writing there is that they have pitched all your ideas that yes. you think are brilliant ideas. Yeah, and, if you, and, and it's <laughs> weird. I don't always hear about that stuff in real time, but you do hear that it's like... That, that it's all been suggested, people. <laughs> like, it's definitely... You're not you're not reinventing the wheel by, you know, suggesting something that you saw on Twitter or on Reddit. Like, trust me, like, the people there that work there, they're bigger fans than you could even imagine, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's their job, that to spit out ideas. Job. Like, they've come... They've gone through so many different things. Now... That doesn't that doesn't make up for the fact that it gets shot down. But yeah. those but those and not ideas, even just not even just the writers, like the, the talent themselves as well. You know, like they're they're bigger fans of themselves than you could even possibly imagine. So it depends, man. Like Wait, bigger fans of themselves. You yes, mean, like, exactly. Okay. Like they, I'm sure they went and had these ideas too. Like yes, I should be world champion, of course. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like. Can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans and Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Let's run through some of these SummerSlam matches before Woods gets here. All right. Um, let's just do predictions. Nikki Ash uh, versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley for the triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship match. Yeah, I think it's... Uh, man, I have a funny feeling Nikki Ash retains. Um, I think she's having a moment right now. Uh, I saw Rhea Ripley uh, while we were doing the greenhouse. Oh, wait, are we doing predictions or are we just going down the road? Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, my fault. Yeah. I think Nikki Ash retains. <laughs> I think, uh, I think uh, there's... Uh, the, I'm looking down at the card and there... It doesn't feel like there's a lot of potential for feel-good moments. And I think that's a good, easy feel Oh, that's moment. a good way to put it. I like that. There's, <laughs> I, I would have told you with 100% certainty that she's not going to retain coming mm-hmm. into this weekend. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean... It doesn't mean anything that she's out there doing the press junkets, but it doesn't mean nothing. Doesn't mean nothing. Yeah. I remember I had a I I remember a she WrestleMania. Was doing the Spotify rounds yeah. today. I, I was remember like, All right, yeah, was it a time. WrestleMania or was it a SummerSlam when um 
when uh, Kalisto was U.S. champion and he was out there doing everything and I had a nice conversation with him and he didn't hold on to the belt for that long, but it doesn't mean nothing. And I agree. I don't know. It, this could go in, in any of the three directions. It's basically a question about where WWE is with Charlotte Flair right now. And right. I, I don't mean that as some like big existential thing. It's just like, are they do they want to put her as the champion and line up the next person? Mm-hmm. Or, you know... Is it not time for that? We're not going to pull the trigger on that just yet because they can't. Well, I'll just leave it at that. Well, it also it also asks the question like how many how much meat on the bone do we still want to do it? Take off of Charlotte versus Rhea. Yeah, feels like that's been going for a while too. You know what I mean? Well, so I listen. We got a dra- we got a draft or a superstar shakeup or whatever coming up at the end of August. Uh, it looks like, and it wouldn't shock me if they went hard with Charlotte and Rhea until then and then pulled them apart. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so, you know, maybe just... I guess I'm a couple blow-off matches coming. Yeah, so, like, yeah, maybe we do... For the last time the ever. last time ever until we do, <laughs> until until we we do, do it again. again. <laughs> I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair for the sake of being different, but I I, I, bear, I do sympathize. I'd like your Nikki Ash thing. Okay. Um, well, let's just go... We're going to Wikipedia order here, and it's just wild. Roman Reigns... With Paul Heyman versus John Cena for the Universal Championship. What is your pick? I said it on the clubhouse. I say it again. What about Monday? We're trying to find some headlines. I think this is the moment. I think, you know, Cena gets number 17. Wow. I think it's the time. Like, I think uh, it's, a gr- it's a big show. It's a stadium. It's, it's you know, John Cena is as hot as he's ever been mainstream-wise. It hurts. It hurts nothing. It takes nothing off of the luster of Roman Reigns if he drops the title. Well, it does by. take a little bit of the luster off because he's got this. He's low key got the, like Undertaker style streak going, and just in terms of like his At SummerSlam. No, 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 no. I did not. It's not Undertaker <laughs> style, but he's just like like his his run as champion on the top right now yeah. is like is it gets more significant with every month that passes. You know, Very and at true. some point, someone's going to be able to beat him, and it's going to mean a lot. Does John Cena need that? No, but is it impo- is it possible that he wins? Totally. I don't know. I just think that I would again. I would have been a million percent sure that Roman Reigns is going to retain because John Cena is not a full time wrestler and whatever right. else. And and and, but I think for the sake of shock, maybe there is something there. The most incredible thing about Roman Reigns, if I can just toot the guy's horn a little bit more, is that he <laughs> has achieved the level of significance and of greatness that he has. What when there has been almost not a, I don't think there's been a single pay per view match where the odds, like the betting odds, weren't in his favor. I mean, right. and and most of them, the betting odds were so in his favor <laughs> that they wouldn't even take your money. Yeah. You know, like it, yeah. like it's it's nuts how he's a, been a juggernaut. Man. He's been a juggernaut, and and like and, every fan can look and say like they're not going to take the belt off of him. Like we love Kevin Owens for four months in a row, but like we he's know not he's not win. being Roman. <laughs> yeah. Same thing with Daniel Bryan. Like whatever. Like it's like it was clear. It was always clear Roman's going to retain. But and here's yet the reason. He's still great. But now here's a reason, right? Like the reason why there's a possibility you take it off is because you know you hear Cena talking about it on SmackDown last week, where he's like, "Yo, I know I'm gonna get my ass kicked. I know you're gonna beat me up." But I just need to be good for three seconds, and he and he keeps he kept drilling in the fact that like there's a way that we could still make Roman look like that complete juggernaut dominant person, mm-hmm. and still have this history making championship moment with your biggest active wrestler, yeah, who's also gonna be in a million movie screens or doing press junkets with your world title. We've seen it work before. 
<laughs> like I don't see why it wouldn't work again, even if it's just for a brief period. I love that scene. I it's it's the old Tony, it's the old Toby Keith line, right? I'm yeah. not as good as I once was, but just once, I'm as good as I ever was. That's right. He can get, he, they can, they can, he can make it happen. I it's a good, Cena it's a good, it. it's a good hook. Um, Chris, who's gonna win that match? Okay, cousin Chris says Roman Reigns. All right, well. I can go with Roman. I mean, for I all think the Roman, reasons Roman you mentioned is, it. So is your bet, John, is your pick is John Cena? I'm picking John Cena. I'm picking Roman Reigns, but okay. I I just think I, it's just too, it's it's too much of a, I would love, I would, I'll be happy either way. I'll yeah. be happy if I'm right. I'll be happy if Cena wins, whatever. Okay, Lashley, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship. What do you got? As much as I'd love to see uh, Big E's dream match of two big meaty men bumping me mm -hmm. <laughs> for the world title, uh, I think Lashley retains. Um, I think he's gonna he's he's just he's just a runaway train as much as Roman is right now, uh, just on the Raw side. And um, you know, there's always you always kind of think of reasons why Goldberg would be somebody that would win the title, and I just can't think of them. Yeah. Like he just, you know, like because he shoved this kid one time, like, I, yeah. like because, you know, there's, there's, I don't see any logical reason for Goldberg to this, win. This is a Roman. This, this match it reminds me of the Roman Reigns run, which is like the fact that I'm interested to see how what story they decide to tell and how they tell it. Yeah, but I think this is Bobby Lashley all the way. The same, same. Uh, okay, the Usos versus the Mysterios for the tag team, the SmackDown Tag Championship. Ooh. That is interesting. Uso's is interesting. got the belts going in. I think that them retaining is a safe bet because holding serve when you're trying to focus in on what Roman Reigns is going to do later makes sense. But you said we're in a, this card is maybe short on feel-good moments. The Mysterio family holding up the belts would be a feel-good moment. And... This if, is why this is why I'm a terrible person. I feel the exact opposite. Well, okay. Okay, but for the fan, for, for the majority of fans. But, but here's yeah. the thing. If John Cena is done after Saturday, or at least done for the you know for a little while after Saturday, which is highly possible, highly possible, yeah. Roman Reigns being mad at the Usos for losing the title, like, at least like that spices up that that gives us a little bit of direction for Roman Reigns after that. Uh, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Mysterio's on this one. I am going to go. Well, here's the thing. I I, I want it. I, this is what I want to happen, which mm -hmm. I don't think could happen. I completely agree with you. I think the Mysterios do take the title, but what I would love to see, because I'm a terrible person, is the Usos retain, and we start seeing the cracks in the father and son relationship. You know, um, I feel like we've all been kind of waiting for that. I know I have, um, and they've kind of already had that feel good moment as the first yeah. father son tag team champion. So like, I don't know if it'll hit the same. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I don't know, but. Who knows? I'm an awful person that wants to see a father and son fight each other one day. <laughs> so, well, seen, yeah. So I would, I would hope the Usos go over and then we get a, a you know. It's kind of crazy that Dom and Ray. it's kind of crazy that we never, they never figured out an excuse to put the tag team belts on Shane and Vince at some point. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like I feel like that I mean, it feels like that should have happened on like a raw fever trip. Maybe it did happen and like it just it just happened so quickly. <laughs> we don't remember it, but that's weird that they were never tagged. It's weird Jamie. that they've never done the father-son gimmick before, and there's not been a lot of fathers and sons that overlapped in terms of like yeah. ability to take a bump. And they've tagged a lot. But like, why have they never done like Randy Orton and Cowboy Bob Orton and Bob doesn't really bump? You know, like why haven't yeah. they ever figured out a way to do like 
you know, Larry the Axe Hennig back in the day and, you know, coming out from with Mr. Perfect, just like as a storyline. Yeah. Like the dad doesn't have to work. The dad just has to stand <laughs> there and sort of like, they used to do that in like, you know, Fritz von Erich would always be in like matches with his sons until he was like 90 years old, whatever. Yeah. And like, he wasn't really working. He would just come in and do the Iron Claw at the end. Yeah. And like, they've, they've done that. Kind of like that uh, Battleground match from years ago. What was it? The Rhodes Family versus The Shield? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they, just... they've, they've done it, but it's funny <laughs> that they haven't looked at, if they just haven't looked at it on paper and been like, what a cool PR thing to have like a legend holding a belt. But anyway, moving on. Uh, oh, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. This and Rollins versus Edge are the two matches that have that that are getting people talking the most. Aside from the aside from the title matches, like this Ooh. is this is going to be. I mean, aside from the Roman Reigns match, I guess. But the, but the, the, maybe that's obvious. Bianca Belair, Sasha Banks, that could steal the show. That is that's my pick'em for the night. Mm-hmm. That's the one match where I could see it going literally either way. Yeah. Um, Sasha's gotten the better of Bianca every every time down she's got some backup now with like Carmella and Zelina what Vega what do you think about that crew it's a good looking crew yeah. <laughs> it look like they'll look like they'll kick some ass too you yeah. know and it gives you a reason it starts it's, you start planting the seeds for reasons why uh, somebody like Bianca Belair who's been damn near untouchable since she's been on the main roster would would lose that title um it wouldn't surprise me one bit if Sasha Banks became SmackDown Women's Champion, but you know, I think in, when you're in the business of building stars and you got somebody like Bianca Belair who's becoming the face of your company, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think you keep that train going as long as you can make it go. So if if you got a gun to my head, I think Bianca retains. Um, she continues her climb up as one of the faces of the company and. You start. You keep her. You keep her nice and shiny for 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 uh, the man. Uh, yes. Soon. Yes, I agree with everything you said. I'm going to pick Sasha a little bit to be different, but also because I feel like, you know, I said I I said that they should have had Bailey win the first match against against Bianca just to like just to make every make the night more interesting and yeah. making that having a su- kind of surprise finish she's just been so bulletproof she's she been has. bulletproof since she got in the main roster i'm trying to great. like i'm trying to galaxy brain i'm trying to like you know figure this th- figure out the survivor series move here because you could see a world where like sasha and her you know with her new little team forming get to be the sort of the heels survivor series team and then raw sort of has a baby face survivor series team and they and they go at it like that but now that I'm saying this out loud, it doesn't. She doesn't need to have the title to be to be leading that team, and maybe it would be better if she didn't, so that Bianca could have a, whoever or whoever could have a title match on the side. They could still do their champion versus champion thing yeah. and have like you know a, a point captains exactly. Like before, so, so regardless, I'm going to pick Sasha. But it's a. I think the point is there's a lot of like game theory that can go into trying to figure out where they're going to go from here. They're probably making decisions based on crazy things like that. But <laughs> I think I'm going to go Sasha. All right, next, Edge versus Seth Rollins. Ooh, man. Man, I feel like Seth Rollins needs a big win. I feel like he does too. I feel like he needs a big win because that's somebody else who can get, you can get nice and shiny for Roman after Cena if, if Cena's swan song is, is Saturday. Edge loves the business. He loves helping guys out. He loves getting guys over. He loves make. He, he he came back to make new stars. Hasn't really gotten the opportunity to do that so much yet. Uh, and has been talking about Seth Rollins, about working Seth Rollins since before he announced his comeback. 
unless this is the first match in a series or the, you know, they're going to do, unless they already have a WrestleMania rematch plan, which would be insane to do when someone with Edge's injury history is one of the two guys that you're talking <laughs> about. I mean, Edge is going to be fine. I wish, I mean, I don't think he's, I'm not that worried about him, but he's already missed some time, you know, and like, you just can't you just can't book him out a year in advance. You'd be wait you're wasting the energy. I think he's going to lose. I think Seth Rollins is going to win and I think it's going to be an incredible road on the road there in the ring on on Saturday. Yeah, I feel like Edge has had a lot of uh he outside of the what? The the brawl he had with Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Yeah. He hasn't really had a lot of big wins, but that's okay, you mm-hmm. know, like he, I don't think he's come back to be like, oh, I got to be at the top of the card again. Like he's, he's already a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he has nothing to prove. We're just, I'm just happy to see Edge. I'm just happy to hear Metalingus. I'm happy to do mm-hmm. the the prior the with him. I'm happy to to see him, you know, take bumps and go crazy and all that stuff. But you nailed it right in the head. He came back to get people hot. And yeah. the guy who could use it right now is Seth Rollins, mm-hmm. who's been away from the world title picture, the universal title picture for for uh, a prolonged long amount of time, probably the longest since you know since uh, his authority days. So I think uh, he's sort of crazy. I don't know. I mean, I still don't know how you get to Roman versus Seth if that's how you're going to do it. If that's what you're going to you know look towards, I don't because. Neither of them is even kind of a tweener, you know, like it's no. not like you don't have to have a baby face in a feud right now, but like neither of them is going to even play that role for a night. Maybe Roman does. Who knows? Yeah. But the reason why I say that is like because weirdly the elder statesman there. Yeah. Now, right. So like you don't got to you don't got to do much to get them started. Well, that's There's true. a lot of and history there. The reason why I was thinking about this when you were just talking is because Seth Seth's gimmick right now is so on point like Drip it is like God. it's it's at 100 percent of whatever it's going to be and it would be a travesty if this version of seth doesn't end up in the world title and you know in, in world title matches mm-hmm. you know he doesn't need to like if he sticked with stuck with edge and then he had to like evolve his character to be like no i'm getting serious now and like whatever no, no. this like this version of seth should be a world champion i need a drip god title yeah i need a seth oh. rollins specific oh like a, like he like changes the color of the oh, leather yeah. and everything and oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, oh, I, need yeah. That. I need that in my life the, oh yeah the merchandising <laughs> the department's suits. already working on this <laughs> all right so your pick is seth uh, rollins we're both on yes. seth all right yeah. let's run through the rest of these sheamus versus damian priest i think priest goes over priest definitely priest goes time. over yeah definitely. drew mcintyre versus jinder mahal I could see Jinder. Nah, Drew. Drew's going over. <laughs> well, good. I'm going to pick Jinder just to keep things spicy because I, I think that it's, I don't know. I think that, I think that I was, I saw them both today doing media in the same room. Somehow they seem to not be b- punching each other, you know, but uh, I was just looking at them both and I was like, yeah, Jinder can win. Yeah, Listen, Jinder is a guy, man. How I've, I've said many times I'm such a stand for I, I'm I'm the big on the don't hinder the gender movement. When I he was champion, when he was the shocking SmackDown champion back in the day, he did a <sighs> he popped into a live episode of Cheap Heat. I saw that on that Instagram. was down in the Lower East Side. Yeah, and I was there. I mean, Pulled I was up with the title. Yeah, yeah. And he it was a surprise. He rolled in, and he worked the crowd that night in the bar better than he's ever worked the crowd in the <laughs> ring. But he's got it. Like he's yeah. got so much going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wish they would have. I wish they. I wish they would have put him in some like pants or something to give him like the whole different look coming into this new gimmick, but or not new gimmick, but you know, new iteration of the character. 
I like I like uh, Veer and Shanky. I like I like the whole thing. He's got I think- his heaters. He's back. He's looking as jacked as ever. Drew's another guy who's bulletproof who could eat the loss and mm-hmm. not and not mess with them either way. So I could see Jinder winning, but I just think you know it's SummerSlam. It's Drew. Like you know, I want to bob my head to the music too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I think Drew goes over. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus uh, Eva Marie. <laughs> that's the one that's, we were talking on the greenhouse about green the, the one the green room sorry uh, about the one skip match um, that's that's definitely my skip uh, I think Alexa Bliss goes over but we can what, what's your, if you have to pick the doll I think yeah, the doll okay. just winks at somebody and gets last a schoolboy last match this is a fun one to end on yeah AJ Styles and Omos versus uh, RK Bro that's my show still tonight can't wait for that. RK Bro goes over. Yeah. I think we Watch, see... Having them them holding the titles is going to be oh, yeah. fantastic. And, and lowest the keys, like Riddle's home. This is Riddle country, Las Vegas. Yeah. So he's going to get that hometown pop. Like he's over his rover right now. Uh, wild, man. It's, yeah. Like motherfuckers love Matt Riddle, bro. Yep. So, and love Randy Orton in the same place. So... We'll see. We'll see. They got they got a lot of rock and sock connection vibes going on right oh now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love I love everything that they've done. Yeah. It's actually been a really well told story. Yes. Um when Riddle was like announcing that RK Bro was back on Raw, it that was like the best that was one of the best moments. That on was Raw. the hottest the Raw crowd has been in a while. Oh that, my gosh. <laughs> that reunion. And I was, I was surprised. I was surprised that I kind of got in my own feelings a little bit. I was like, I was like pumping my fist. <laughs> Randy just being like the grizzled old all right, yeah, you're right. We're back together. Like it's uh, it's, it's giving me lethal weapon vibes. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Too, but it's super cool. I love it. Yeah. Um well, that's it. What else we have? To, what else would be unexpected? Oh, I guess we haven't talked about. We got uh, Broke Boy Baron. I was gonna. What do you say? Broke yeah, Boy Baron, Baron and Big Bro- Baron and Big E are, are sorry. Uh, what, what are they call, are gonna call him? Happy Corbin or whatever. But Corbin and Big E are apparently working this weekend, but they don't know if it's gonna be a pre-show thing or yeah. whatever. But Big E with the briefcase mm-hmm. is a going concern. Mm-hmm. Do you think mm-hmm. we're gonna see something? I think we might. You, Andreas Hale just walked in the building. Oh What's up, gosh. Andreas? What's How you on, living, man? bro? Living good. Um, I think it's gonna be. I mean, yeah, I think E works. Uh, I think it's it's not a smart thing to keep Baron Corbin off the card in some capacity. I think he's been hilarious uh, with everything he's done. So I'm sure he'll get worked into the show somehow, especially with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Um, you know, who knows? Who knows how they do it? Maybe it's a pre-show match. Maybe it's some backstage stuff that they. Here's what we got. We talked about this on Green Room. Yeah, in the grand and the big grab bag of potential holy shit moments that they could pull out on Saturday. We don't know if it's going to be one, but if there were, we have Big E cashing in. Yes. We have Brock Lesnar. Yes. We have Becky Lynch. Yes. Uh, we have... I think Cena getting 17 is a holy shit if that happens. Yeah, Cena winning would be a real surprise. Yeah. Cena winning and turning heel would be an even bigger surprise. Yeah. <laughs> could yeah. they even do that? <laughs> what would happen if Cena just started like like beating a, you know, elderly woman with a steel chair? I don't know what he would have to do. He'd have to, I don't know what would make Cena heel. Like, I don't know how you would do it. Like, would you... He would just have to just mollywop Roman with like 97 chair shots or something like that until like they got the point. Yeah. But I don't see him doing that. He's, you know, we already see him shoot 100 people in Suicide Squad. He's like... It's <laughs> so, true. So I don't know if he's trying to do that in real life. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's 
there's potential there, man. This is what makes this weekend so exciting. It feels it feels big. All the matches feel important. It feels like there's gonna there's gonna have to be some sort of counterpunch to what's happening on mm-hmm. on on Turner on Friday night. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of what ifs. No pun intended to the Marvel fans out there. There's a lot of stuff that yeah, can happen. A lot that of questions. Be really interesting, and it's exciting, man. It's good to be here. It's good to be in in Vegas and to feel that energy live. Can't it wait is. to see it. It is. It's great. All right. Well, we are going to uh, push pause for a second and wait for Woods to show up, and then we're going to uh, talk to one of the greatest living wrestlers, the greatest living people. That's true. Xavier Woods. Love that guy. All right. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys in a sec. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. If you're busy like me and you're trying to catch your kids' games, it's important to have somewhere where you can go to find a good hotel. We're all over the place. Sometimes, you know, we're in Florida, we'll be in New York, we want to take the wife on a quick vacation and get away. Whether you're looking for a relaxing getaway or heading out of town to see the playoffs, Hotels.com app has a perfect hotel for every trip. Compare up to five hotels side by side so you can see prices, amenities, and star ratings without having to switch back and forth between options. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app today. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit Honda.com slash Prologue to learn more. And now we are joined yes. by one of our favorite wrestlers, certainly oh, one of one your of, favorite One of my people. favorite humans, oh, man. Oh, wow. Like one wow. of my favorite, like Thank wrestlers, you. right, yes, we understand great tag titles, up, up, down, down, all that stuff. But one of my favorite humans is here. It's a, it's a measure of, well, I'll just say it's Xavier Woods. Everybody knows that he's here, so welcome yes. to the show. Thank you so much Thank for doing this. Thank you for having this. me. It's a, it's a weird measure of like the, the size of the, or the, like the level of, like humanity in a person where right. like I'm not quite sure if you're about to say a real name like a work name or a shoot name when you address him <laughs> someone who is somehow both like, like big, larger than life but also <laughs> like totally like relatable it's kind of it's pretty yeah. amazing um, yeah. well welcome to the show man well thanks for having me this is this is fantastic it's nice to like do this in person it yeah. really is well, it's, we just it's said yesterday so was the first time we've ever done this in person we've, we've done have, this we've show had a for podcast. over a year oh my god <laughs> and yesterday was the first time we did it like sitting next to each other so that's just, like, oh. insane Insane. How how good did that feel? So good. It feels it's like riding a bike, you know, yeah. or like whatever. Yeah. We're we're very, we're, but it feels it's so nice. It's yeah. so nice, and it's nice to be here. Like we were saying before we recorded, in a world full of wrestling fans, you know, it's nice to see the casinos. Like you said, it's like you know, it takes over like a virus. It's like yeah. the casinos are <laughs> fuller and fuller of the t-shirts and oh, everything man. every day. And um, I walk around with my the Wally Mania merch, the Mr. Perfect shirt, and you see random people like Mr. Perfect. Yep, awesome! Yep, like yeah. that's such a great feeling you can only get during certain it's true. Re- it's, weekends like this. It's like a convention. Yes, it's exactly you know? what it is. So for those yeah. of you who don't know, there's these nerd conventions, and you can just dress up and as anime <laughs> characters and whatever you want. And everyone's so happy, and everybody knows exactly like what you're about. Right. So if you've got like an old school DX shirt on, that's like like the old like blood splatter one. People go, oh! Yeah. <laughs> and the new booties, they're like, oh, DX, cool shirt. Yeah. But if I, like the real ones, it's like, okay, yeah, okay. When it got, got that little twinge of vintage on it, yeah, it just, just a little bit. Just you couldn't get that bit. off the rack. You had to go find it somewhere. It's like, mm, <laughs> I respect that, my God. Wait, <laughs> speaking of old merch, yeah. Andreas Hale was here before, told me to ask you about your gear. Do you have new gear that you're not wearing when this When does weekend? this come out? 
This is coming out today. Oh, I can't talk about it. Oh, okay. Wait, so no, he thought it was a secret. It is a secret. That's why I can't tell you. I didn't know it was that big oh, of a yeah, secret. Uh, Sorry. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's new gear. We can't just be... I thought that's our way to bring was, people I, to watch I the show. I thought it was a story well, yeah. about gear you didn't get made. I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. But I will be able to talk about this. So uh, if you guys have seen uh, Kofi's current gear is Skeletor. Yes. Uh-huh. So mine is He-Man, right? Nice. Yeah. But we haven't been on TV. And tomorrow we have new gear. So my He-Man gear will never be on TV. <laughs> but it's been on house shows. It's been on dark matches. It's not on oh, man. Raw. Did you time it for the new Netflix show? Or was this just in the queue of like old like fanboy stuff you wanted to it was, do all along? It was something we wanted to do. And so when we said it, they were like, oh, yeah, the show's coming up. And we're like, oh, yeah, so this is perfect. But it's even better because so mine is He-Man. So it just looks like the He-Man garb. But there's a character that got introduced recently named Lord Grayskull. And like, mm-hmm. he got like redrawn or whatever, just like this enormous black dude with long, like dreads. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> that's me. Yeah. <laughs> Representation. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so, um, so I was hoping that we get like Lord Grayskull comments, but then it was like, we weren't on, on Monday and now tomorrow's coming up and we have something. Were you I've in been, the background? You did the, you did the, you know, yeah, the signs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, we did. But I, I we could have worn the gear. We could have worn the gear. <laughs> there was, there was an opportunity. There was. Right. I was just very excited to do something else. <laughs> there's, there's something else I was focusing on. Got it. Got it. I watched the live action movie like last month. It is one of the weirdest things in the history of movie making and fandom. Nice. Anyway, you should go back and watch it. It's a, it's a very weird moment in time. I will. I mean, I was a big fan of the Power Rangers gear though. That Power was my, gear that was my is jam. very clean. Yeah, it's very clean. It's, we, we talk about this a lot. So every set of gear that we come out with becomes our favorite set of gear. Because mm-hmm. every time we do something, we're trying to figure out like, okay, so where can we where can we push a boundary? Where can we dig into someone's like uh, genuine like love for something? So like Power Rangers, like we both love Power Rangers. Right. And so the fact that we were able to dig into that, it's like White Ranger and Green Ranger, like it hits everybody's mm-hmm. everybody's like inner you child. You had Mortal Kombat before then, yeah. Sub-Zero and Scorpion. It's like, it's oh, a, I see, I see what's happening. You have to get all this stuff approved? <laughs> no, because it's just enough. Just so enough. So I've very much been of the school of thought, like I want to get as close to the line as possible without getting any sort of legal trouble. Yeah. I want to make sure legally I'm always set. Yeah. So I met this fine fellow named Jonathan Davenport years ago when I was in developmental. And uh, he was an artist. He did comic stuff. He worked for Pixar, Marvel. He's done everything, right? And he was doing um, like like graphic novels at the time. And I was working on a cartoon. So when I worked at a previous company, I wrote a full cartoon. Cause like, we need a Saturday morning cartoon show. So I'm like 22 years old writing this at Waffle House with my best friend. And we're cranking it all out. They didn't want it. Okay, whatever. I'm in WWE. I'm in developmental. They come down to say, hey, we're going to have this thing called the network and we're going to need all this original content. What do you guys got? Rewrote the whole show for WWE, got Jonathan to draw up characters so it looks like old school Ninja Turtles, but it's like, so it's like Dolph Ziggler. Right. At the time, it was like AJ Lee. Um, uh, I was in it. Kofi was in it. So just like a, a smattering of, of characters. Brought it to them. They're like, no, nah, we don't want it. I'm like, ah. <laughs> so one day, this my cartoon, my wrestling cartoon right. will drop. Right. Um, but um, it's no Camp WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Camp WWE is funny. I liked it. It's funny. I thought it was all right. That I was love, definitely some funny episodes. I love there. when they are when they take wrestling characters and put them in different scenarios. Like, yes. Like I don't understand why we don't have like a Final Fantasy esque video game mm. that has nothing to do with wrestling, but it's like. Samoa Joe is in it as like one of the big bads and right. just being Samoa Joe, but he's in some fantasy medieval world, you know, like. Well, they toyed with it with the last couple of video games, right? Like where they had like the extra outfits and yeah. like the superpowers, but. And it's still all it's like wrestling same. game based, which yeah. is, again, it's fine. We're a wrestling company or an entertainment company that mm-hmm. has wrestling shows. Um, 
you know, so I just, I just want to be able to use those ideas and those thoughts and those personalities in different worlds. Like, yeah. how do we not have like our version of like the notebook? Mm -hmm. Like try to do something. <laughs> and I know like we had some like movies and things like that, but like if it's in movies, if it's in TV shows, if it's in video games, That's if great. it's in music, like let people branch out and, and just create and then rising tide raises all ships because I'm not interested in like t trucks, for instance, or cars, right? But my love is video games. So if I'm in that realm and we're doing everything that we can to get everybody else who also likes video games in that realm, we now seem like a more powerful unit. And then let's say, Kaz, so you like trucks. If you're part of the company, bam, now you're doing truck stuff. And now you're gathering people who you know like trucks because you're already having those conversations because you're in the back, friends with those people. You know their interests. Right. No one has to do any work. Right. Yeah. Except for right. you because it's your passion. So you you're willing to it do doesn't that feel work. like work after exactly. a while because you like to do it. Yeah. yeah. And so, so that's, I, and I don't, I big tangent. But I said to say, that's the kind of guy that Jonathan is, the guy who drew all this stuff. And so he's very passionate about everything that he does. He loves his work. I feel like WWE should have like a show like What If, where it's just like animated and they just like have <laughs> these like weird sort of like, what if one thing changed here? And it's just animated oh, yeah. like that. Like that could be, I mean, you know, yeah, Spotify has the big bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but like, that would be really tight. Like I just watched the last episode and it was like, T'Challa on like some cowboy bebop oh, yeah. sort yeah. of thing as the Guardians of the Galaxy and it just felt really cool and just seeing wrestlers do other stuff outside of wrestling which you've become a master of yes. is always super cool to watch you know what I mean like especially if you're somebody who's watched it for a long time and understand like okay once you really know what, what it takes to be a professional wrestler and be successful at it this long you start to really have an appreciation for people that can host video game shows and have like a super successful YouTube channel or whatever it is. Like people have cookbooks, people have other stuff. Like it's always interesting to me. So, I mean, that would be, that would be really tight, man. Like you gotta I'm, keep drawing that cartoon. It's gonna happen. Keep doing it. We'll try it. We'll get made. Come on. It's gotta happen eventually. Since you're talking, we brought up what if. So yeah. my, my dream for a uh, WWE wrestling game, you know, Telltale Games, yeah, the company. So they, if you don't know, they make games that are essentially just story driven, and so you have quick time events. So like, let's say it's a Batman game, and it's like, okay, so this bad guy just jumped off the bridge, like, and you have like eight seconds to press the right button combination, and you'll save him. Or if you don't, he falls, and you have to start over. So things like that. Or you don't save him, and it affects the story later on down the road, right. like in an hour or so. I wanted to do WWE Telltale games. So you play out someone's story. There's like you would in like the the 2K games. Except, right. So like, let's say it's it's Shelton Benjamin's story and you get to the match with Shawn Michaels when he took that super kick and you can either input the button combination correctly and he eats the super kick, gets knocked out, life happens as it did in real life. Yeah. Or we get the story from Shelton. Hey, do you know what they had in store for you or talk to one of the writers? Hey, what was going to, what would have happened had Shelton won that match? And then so you put it in wrong and now you have a fully brand new, fresh, what would have happened to Shelton Benjamin in mm, that time frame see, had he beat Shawn Michaels see. in that match? And so, in one hand, the story is literally already written. Mm -hmm. You just have to do all of the the video stuff just for it, it and do some voiceover stuff. And I'll I'll play that, and then I'm going to play it again because I want to see this whole other track. Yeah. And so you have, I don't, at this point, hundreds of thousands of wrestling stories that have actually happened that people love. So many that people have forgotten about that you can just make a one off. Like, hey, here's twenty bucks. This will take you about ninety oh minutes gosh. to beat. I mean, honestly, though, this is fantastic. there's a few WWE games that like, like that toyed with that a little bit, mm -hmm. just like this. Yeah, but this there's nothing. There's nothing that's like that would be as good as like, like what if 
the Montreal Screwjob hadn't gone down See? or something right. like that. You can, like, you can if, pick uh, anything. Yeah, like the huge turning points where it's like the, everything really would have been different. What if like, I dispute the legitimacy of this one, but like what if Andre decided not to put Hogan over at three? You know? <laughs> yeah. like, what, Let's like, say you put the button combination and you think you can't pick up Andre. You got to yeah. make video what? games for folks like us who like understand and want to like, had that extra level of control. <laughs> I'm like that's, I'm all in. That's super fun to me. Like we've had, you know, it, it, that's that's what makes like this thing like sort of really, really exciting. You know, um, yeah, being well, able to do stuff like that. For do you do you know people like listen to uh, or watch up up down down and like parse it for like what the subtext of what you guys might be talking about, people's contract status and various other things. I know that's probably not the whole audience for the, I mean, like half the audience for the show, but it's like, there's a like legit, there's a legitimate audience for the show that is just trying to Combing. read between the lines. Yeah. yeah. And we, we drop some things in there for them. Yeah. Okay. From time to time. Okay. So, you know, you you're, like, you're doing yeah. this. All right. You get to live in a really weird individual void of like the WWE timeline yeah. where you kind of, you, you could like get away with certain stuff and not get away with it. Uh -huh. Like people under contract, not under contract, like, but it's it's in its own like sort of world uh, on YouTube mm -hmm. and 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 the video game world. But now you know you, you know you said you mentioned some things and you dropped some hints and yeah. you're getting, keeping people keeping it, people worked. I feel like it's it's the in order to put your time into something and feel honestly fulfilled, mm. you have to feel like you're you're being satisfied from yeah. from that thing that you're giving your time to, whether it's a person, whether it's a movie, whatever. If you don't feel fulfilled when you're done, you're not going to go back to that. Mm. And so with the YouTube channel, yeah, we want to make sure people are fulfilled with the content, with the gaming, with the uh, with the entertainment. You know, it's it's fun. It's our version of esports uh, because we're constantly using like fighting games or whatever games to have tournaments for championships. And we always say these are the these are the realest titles in the company. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, to to have that 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 outlet where people will genuinely get behind you and people will genuinely invest their time, not into something that uh, was, was already made. And not that I don't love wrestling. I love wrestling. It's my first love. I eat, sleep, breathe, bleed wrestling, and yeah. I will to the day that I die. But I didn't make wrestling. Donald Glover said this in an interview one time about when he left his show, Community. Mm -hmm. He was like, I don't think it's a bad show. I think it's one of the best shows on television. It's fantastic. It's incredible. People love it. But it's not mine. Mm. And when he said, when I heard him say that, I was like, that's, that's what's driving me to do all the things that I'm doing. Like wrestling is fantastic. WWE is fantastic. Xavier was fantastic, but none of this stuff belongs to me. Yeah. So I'm going to do everything that I can to make sure that he's as entertaining as possible, that people love Xavier Woods or that people hate Xavier Woods or whatever I need to do to make sure that Xavier Woods is propped up and he does something that is fun, that is important, that touches people, that moves souls, that does whatever. But at the same time, I have to make sure that Austin Creed is doing those same things at this same time because once Xavier Woods goes away, like I said, that's not mine. Yeah, you but own Austin, Austin Creed. Creed. Yeah, if yeah. Austin Creed is already living and breathing, I don't have to now resuscitate him from the depths of, you know, 2004. Right. When I, when right. I pick that name, you know what I mean? Which we've seen a lot of people do to, to great success. Yeah. But like you're, like I said, yeah. you're operating on a very different plane than a lot of people with, between IGN, between this, between the shows. Like, you're just, you've always been very, you've always been very deliberate about like, you know, knowing that wrestling is, you know, the lifeblood of everything you do. But, you know, just as a creative, you're not, you're never satisfied. Yeah. You, know? you, you can't be at all. And, and I think that that comes from my first wrestling trainer, Rob Adonis. He told me, 
love wrestling, be all about it, but but don't 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 love it too much. Don't chase it too hard. And I was like, that sounds like a cop out. What do you mean? Like this right. is my dream. This is my goal in life. He goes, yes, and give it enough energy to reach. He's like, but wrestling cannot and will not ever love you back. So understand that. Give wrestling what you're willing to give it. Understand what you're sacrificing in order to have a relationship with wrestling, but do not ever think that in your wildest dreams that wrestling will love you back. Because, and this is not a bad thing, it's like to wrestling, wrestling takes. Yeah. It takes birthdays. And it's not just wrestling. It takes it's, traveling. It's every, it's every form of entertainment. Yes. You want a Jerry Seinfeld. You want a Barry Sanders. Yeah. You want a, you want a Michael Jordan the first time. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to leave while you're still hot. Mm-hmm. Don't leave while you hot. That's how May screwed up, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you want to be, be able to, to still do something, love it in, as much as you want to do it, but you never want people to look at you and be like, man, but he was really good way back when. Yeah. You never oh, want to yeah. be that guy, yeah. you know? Oh, no. so, and, that's, and that's every form of entertainment. Yes. Can I pivot real quick? Because we're, talk- we're talking about really good way back when. Mm-hmm. This, this man's really good right now. We're right. We're right. You, you're in your prime. Yes. Oh, not yet. I got a, I got a few more years still in there. <laughs> what was, you know, there have been a lot. Well, there was Kofi Mania recently. Mm-hmm. We had Daniel Bryan's big run. There's a lot of, a lot of times people get a look and fans like us go nuts, right? Especially now that you're champ. back in front of people, but yeah. your match against Lashley on Raw was Oof. one of was like <laughs> one of those moments for a lot of people. Yes, it was such a good match, man. Thanks, talk man. about your creativity. Talk, I mean, like, what goes into a match like that, and what do you like? What do you feel like? Like, what's your goal walking into that match? I don't know. For for me, I'm very much like of the school of thought. Like, if you're going to be on a team, be on that team. You know, so like when I was in high school, there were a lot of, I, I played I play football for a little bit and there were a lot of guys who were on the team because they wanted to wear the jersey on Thursday because the game was coming up so they could like, quote unquote, like look cool. Yeah. But then they were never there to help you on a play. You're getting tackled because nobody's making blocks because they don't care. They're not putting work in. And so when I, when I realized that and I quit to focus more on like amateur wrestling, my coach told me, this is the biggest mistake you'll ever make in your life. I said, coach, you told me I'm not big enough to play in college. So why would I waste my time? Like everything that I'm doing now, even though I'm in high school, is so that I can reach a goal as an adult that I'm trying to get to. And if this isn't going to help me, I got to go here. And so through that, I found out like I need my team to be there for me and I need to always be there for my team. And so when we started doing New Day stuff, I looked at it and I said, what is my role on this team in order to keep this as alive as long as I can? And we quickly found out like, okay, my role is the little brother. That is how I am perceived. And rather than fighting upstream, let's lean into it as heavy as possible. And then like Francesca came into play and there was a, <laughs> there was a night, it was a Royal Rumble where I want to say Kofi and E were defending the titles and then Kofi was in the Rumble. And we were like, wait a second. <laughs> like, yeah. there's three of us. Like, yeah. But put me in the tag match and put Kofi in the Rumble or like switch it or something. So we went to talk to he who shall not be named. <laughs> and we're, we're like pleading the case. I'm like, hey. And he was like, ah, I, 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 I think it can really, really work when you're out there. He's like, but I need that trombone. Yeah. <laughs> I got to have that trombone. <laughs> and so it was just funny to to realize, okay, so in this role that I've been trying to play into, like I played into it so you're much. You're playing it too good. <laughs> but, but but I think that that it makes for a better story because it got to that point where where it, Kofi Mania is occurring, you know? And when he, uh, I think what, lost like the second gauntlet or so lost the mm-hmm. second shot to do it. And he and I had to fight through that tag gauntlet. And Ooh. every time 
that I'm about to get pinned, people think that I will lose because yeah. I am the, because I, you're the, you're the, you're the I'm little, the little brother. brother. Yeah, 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 and that's that makes our stuff more dramatic. And mm. so many people online are like, "Man, don't you want to be doing this or that or this?" <laughs> like, no, I want to make compelling stories that mm. you're interested in. So even if you don't believe in me, you feel something about me, and you think that I'm going to lose. And every time I kick out, you go, "Oh my god, what? How did you kick out of that?" Because I've been wrestling for 17 years. What are you doing? I know what, I know what's going on. <laughs> I know what you're you doing. Know? Um, still a million and one things to learn, but I feel like pretty competent. Um, and so it, being in that little brother role for so long, and then this past, what, couple of months, getting the opportunity to have these singles matches and people, you know, seeing like solid feedback of like, man, like didn't know you, the woods could do this and this and that. And it's like, in in my head, I'm like, I, I was doing this. I, I've been doing this for a minute, I wouldn't, <laughs> but, I wouldn't, but we did a too good is. job so they forgot. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think you were just doing your job so well. <laughs> I mean, you mentioned it, Kofi Mania, all the tag title runs, the gauntlet matches. Like, a lot of those matches don't hit the same if you're not that guy yeah, that everyone's trying two, to protect. Then, you know, the, the if, the if you're not that guy reaching well, out for the hot tag, if you're not that guy crying first when yeah. Kofi, like, sprinting into okay. the ring, hugging him, that <laughs> you're, type ab thing. you're absolutely right. But the thing is, like, we live in a world, uh, in a, a wrestling world in particular, where it's like a get your stuff in world, right? And the the fact that like was he was it Riddle who you were, who you you had a great match against Riddle on Raw, right? And you were pulling stuff out that like honestly people didn't know you could do, like literally didn't know you were like this was a move that you could do. And it's just the the shock wasn't so much that you could do it because we know you're a good athlete, but the shock is that you could do it and you haven't been trying to do that every week for like the past <laughs> 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Because I like my body. Yeah. <laughs> if oh, if okay. I can, if I can sell t-shirts dancing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then, but we get into it when the bell rings, you know, and yeah. that's, that's, that's why I'm so hyped and wanting to see this two cold Scorpio match tonight. Yes. Cause that's, that's my guy. Yeah. As soon as I saw him. So I didn't know anything about the Indies, ECW, uh, anything. I just knew WCW because I lived in Atlanta and I knew, oh, WWF, the bad guy. It's like, ah, <laughs> um, you know, watch it on the sneak. Cause like where I grew up, on like, the hot if you, box. If you're talking about like Austin stuff, you'd like get yelled at. Yeah. Like, well, what are you, man? You're watching Raw. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Nitro and Thunder. Really? People would get hot. Nah, I mean, it, I, it I, eventually I, shifted. But I, yeah. That, yeah, like it must have been, it must have been like early WWF. Like yes. once it was middle fingers and suck it. So once it that like, happened. Oh, it was with teenagers at the time. At the it was game time. time. Oh, so yeah, I would great. I would say like once once he won King of the Ring, yeah. it was still like oh you're watching I oh, just WCW, and then once he like fell into the, like Stone Cold, mm -hmm. it was like okay well, you, you you can watch it now. Yes, you yeah. can watch yeah. it now. But <laughs> but so anyway, so I saw Flash Funk, and this is before I realized that the shows were taped at the time, and he comes out dancing with the Funkettes. And then they go to commercial, they come back, and he's only halfway down the ramp. And I was like, this man <laughs> just danced with these women for he three and a half minutes. The and then he's still dancing when he came back from commercial. This is my guy. And then the bell rang, and I saw him do stuff that I hadn't seen people do in wrestling before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Blow my mind. And so shortly after, I found ECW, and it was like right when the Dudleys broke Beulah McGillicuddy's neck. Mm -hmm. And I was like, <gasps> oh my God. What? <laughs> And it's like 3 a.m., so we're not supposed to be watching it anyway. Right. Um, so all of that is coming to fruition. So then I find out about, uh, oh, he's too, he's Flash Funk. Oh, he's too here. He's too cold Scorpio. And then going back to like older WCW, because like I watched it, but it just didn't stick in my head. I'm like, oh, no, I, 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 I'm down with this guy. Like I, I remember little things here and there, but then I saw him do a moonsault leg drop and was like, this guy has the ability to dance in, in ridiculous ways and then get to the ring. And when the bell rings, he is this monster. How do you live both lives? Because up to that point, I only saw like, you're either a joke or you're a great wrestler. 
Like, it's so hard to mix the two. And he was the first that I saw, like, do it, like, for real. And so that's what I've been chasing my entire career. That's the, in my head, that was the only way that I was going to, like, live up to my full potential in wrestling is if I found out how to do this one thing. Because how many people are in that lane? Like, Not none. many. Not many. I mean, you, you think of who? <sighs> who could be fully, like, fully Like, funny. just straight up entertainment. And then uh, we were talking about Junkyard Dog, you know, a couple of weeks back and just how... Yeah. He, but he but wasn't at his peak. Like that, that when was he got a to WWE, is a different time. Yeah. you know. So like, it, it's hard. By the time he was dancing in the ring with kids, he was past his prime. Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't really the same dude. Yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, there's there yeah, when you know Daniel Bryan had his moments. Like you know, Team Hell No was like a comedy thing, and yeah. he's obviously even his heel run was sort of a comedy thing, you know. And he could still get in the ring and go. But it's hard to really be full extreme in both directions, you yeah. know. It's not. I, I'd say with Bryan, like he was accepted as like the guy. Yeah. By, by like us you know and so i think it's easier when you already have that behind you so like let's take like like kurt angle okay, he's about there. Kurt angle yeah, yeah. Kurt angle. and then he's funny in little hat and stuff you could it's it's uh, more usually a guy i feel like will, or a girl will go from like super serious like this world beater that everybody like loves and like oh i really believe in this fighter and then they can get a little funny but to go from like hey you're the funny guy hey you're gonna open the show hey you're gonna be in this middle part of the show because you're like you're the funny guy but we're also going to put you in this main event match. And so, like, when, when Miko and E were, were able to kind of, in our own way, figure that out, for me, that's when wrestling started becoming more fun than it's ever been for me in my life. Because it was like, this is what I've been chasing. This is what this feeling is. Like, I love it. I don't, I don't know if I'm, like, fully there. Um, but, like, in what we have in the New Day, that's as close as I've, I've found to getting it. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's, it's cool to see because I, I would think, like, the, the people that I liked that can do that, that, that used to be with us. So like Brizango, like so funny, so creative, just like incredible. And so I'm, I'm just a big, big, big fan of stuff like that. That's great. Well, you guys have been split up. The new day was partially split up for a little while, although it's been in the COVID era. So you're only as far away as you want to be, I guess, right. from each other. <laughs> we see uh, you guys on house shows and, yeah. and live events. Yeah. Now in, we apparently there's going to be another draft coming up in at the end of August. No, Fingers we don't. Crossed. We don't know this for sure, but this is the rumor. The the rumor just leaked out or whatever. There, these things are always on the horizon. How much do you guys like actually like talk to people backstage and say like, hey, do you like? Is it cool if we get back on the same show or like or or? Hey, just so you know, we think it's a good idea for us to stay on separate shows. Like, do you talk to people like that in the in the in the on the creative side? No. Um, because I think that the three of us are of the school of thought. At first, it was like, "Oh my god, this sucks! Ah, it's, this is the worst." And it's not necessarily because we we can't interact on shows. It's because of the backstage stuff. It's yeah. traveling together, hanging out together, like constantly. Like I would see before uh, before I tore my Achilles and before like lockdown, I would see those guys more than I saw my own family. You know, so like those are my legitimate brothers. So like that hurt having like mm -hmm. E ripped away from us in that way. But at the same time, it was COVID season, so like it does it. Just, it wasn't real. It didn't feel, mm -hmm. you know, that different than what everybody else is going through. Yeah, yeah. So, so it didn't hit as like like it would have if it was just people. Uh, if it was in front of people the whole time, um, it, it's nice to see that E gets to do his thing on SmackDown, which were if we was on Raw and we were a group doing stuff. It, I don't know if that would have occurred. So, like, uh, it's nice that he gets a chance to have that spotlight. And Kofi and I still get to have like these these crazy fun tag matches. Um, 
and and still just like do our thing. And so, like you said, Kaz, like we get together on house shows, live events, um, and then at pay per views, we get to interact. Like they let us do stuff like backstage together. Um, but it is kind of cool seeing the <laughs> the brand spread across platforms because. We tell people now you get new day on Monday and Friday. Yeah. So you get a, you get a double dose, and yeah. we're doing completely different things. And throughout wrestling, we feel uh, while there have been like really amazing groups who have stuck together through hard times, like everybody breaks up, then everybody comes back together. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, it's it's just very very important to have that. We became friends, and we stayed friends. This is what a healthy male relationship looks Yo, like. Yeah. Can we talk you know? about that? Because y'all, y'all are the first stable to not have the straight up, oh, turn on you. Yeah. And now it's the breakup. It's like, nah, man, people grow. We want to see our boy succeed. Yeah. We want you to succeed, which is what real humans go through. Exactly, you dude. know what I'm saying? So exactly. We got to... Like, when, so- when, I, when I stop hanging out with some of my friends, I don't hit them in the back of the chair and, <laughs> and, and hope for their best. It's like, you know what? You go do you. We'll do us. Like, I'm still going to support you from afar. And that was really refreshing to see, like, especially, you know, like, just as, like, a, a fan of not just wrestlers, but, like, young black wrestlers as well. Like, it's really cool to see that, you know, everybody that was fiending and fantasy booking, like, someone turning heel or someone getting jealous or yeah. some like, the same stuff you see all the time. And that just didn't happen. And I think fans and, and people like myself who, who watch this as much as we do, you grow an appreciation for that because it's a different story that's being told. And there's still more meat to take off of that bone and be like, listen, you can always go back to that and still, it's still going to be good. Yeah. Still going to be good. It's, it's funny because, uh, <laughs> when people are, do hit us with that stuff, like, mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you should do this or what should do this or Kofi. And it was like, so <laughs> you wanted something different. <laughs> We're giving you something different. Mm-hmm. And now you want the same thing. Yep. He goes to SmackDown and like, oh, you got to be serious now. He did that already. Yeah. He and then came he wanted something different. <laughs> he gave you something different. Now you want the same thing. Um, it's, it's a more difficult path, I think. But there's the normal path of just doing things in the way that they've always been done and going down the same path as everyone else, which is a fantastic path. It is a path that works. Not shunning it by any means. It is great. But... In a more difficult sense, if you have the ability to build a new path with the tools that you were given, and that path looks completely different from someone else's, but you still get to the same place, now you've opened up the door to a whole new type of fan who goes, oh, I don't have to do this to be a champion. I don't have to play this game to get to WWE. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. And so in one hand, it is it is like... <laughs> We are like sweating in the trenches profusely trying to like build this thing as quickly as we can. Um, Cause if we can make, make a scenario where the next group of people that come up that want to do something like this or that just want to wrestle solo or want to do anything in wrestling outside of wrestling, if you don't have to go through all of like the weird things that like we have to go through and the generation before us had to go through, then we're doing wrestling right. Right. I, I, it's, it's, it's weird to me that. We don't we don't harp more on understanding and learning from our elders in wrestling because the reason that I that I do all the stuff that I do outside of the ring with up up down down and with G four and trying to make sure that Austin Creed is alive and breathing is because I've talked to these guys and girls. I know how hard it was for them to make that transition back into real life when you're living a rock star lifestyle on the road. You're crushing it. You're on TV. You've you've lived this life for you've you've had you've been happy enough to have like a fifteen year run, twenty years maybe. But then you go cool. 
I have a lot of life left and what do I do? And that's a terrifying feeling, especially if you didn't save your money. So I've been lucky to hear enough stories of, of guys unfortunately going things through that. And they'd sit and tell me like, save your money, do X, Y, and Z, like make sure that you, you're, 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 you're growing. And so like shout to them, all of them. And I'm hoping that we're doing the right things for the next crew to come in and have to, hopefully we get to stand on our veteran shoulders and then these kids get to stand on our shoulders and we keep doing that. So wrestling just keeps continuing to become a place where we can have more types of people involved in it. One, one more thing I want to ask you about for, I think we, we might be wrapping up soon. There's a beautiful online community of like black wrestling Twitter fans. Yes. Right. And, uh, from and it's almost like a completely different world from what's <laughs> going on. But like there's like the trial of Faye Jackson's oh, and the, incredible. the one gotta go with the movies <laughs> and just tearing people apart yeah. limb from limb. Um it's it's a real energy online that I've ne- I, I've I've been a wrestling fan my whole life. I've never seen it. I don't think it's ever been a better time to be a black wrestling fan and not just like one type of black wrestling fan. Like there's something for everybody. And, you know, you're a part of that. There's a bunch of folks on the independents and other promotions that are all part of that. Whereas, you know, the Swole, Big Swole, like all great, great people. You know what I'm saying? And no matter what's going on, there's always been this sort of community within that, you know, those people. Um, tell me a little bit about that and just, you know... The, the, the creep squad and like all those <laughs> things like there's there's all these little intersections of 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 those of of those fans that you know people look to you and e and and everybody as as kind of like the the head honchos of that oh that's no we're not definitely not no, i'm i'm not a head honcho <laughs> well you're just, one i mean they no. they look at you I, and, you know like i <laughs> i see it a lot and you know sometimes it makes message boards and all that stuff but it's really it's i think it's a f- super fun thing to 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 pay attention to yeah it's it's really fun and one thing that <laughs> it was always funny to us like when we started really getting the chance to do promos like on a regular basis uh, we try to we'd see what's what's going on. I'm like, ah, oh, no, we don't like this. We don't like that. Okay, well, we got we, the three of us go in a room and we always think, as yeah. you know, this this Remember? formula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but nine times out of ten, you would say, oh, "What's going on on Black Twitter?" <laughs> <laughs> and it never failed. No, nope, it they, never failed. Black Twitter always had us. And then we talk about it on TV, and Black Twitter would be like, "Oh my oh, god, that's like, oh, us!" <laughs> uh, but it's just cool because uh, the internet is like a it's a beautiful, disgusting, <laughs> abstract mess. And yes. so uh, it can be used for a lot of like garbage things. And a lot of people just, me, I, I do it a lot. I down Twitter. I'm like, ah, oh, this is like the worst thing. Let me get <laughs> off of this. But like, but there's so much, so many, so many positive things that right. come from Twitter and they bring people together. And so like you're saying with the, with the black wrestling community, it was, it was really cool uh, listening in on the trial of Faye Jackson stuff. <laughs> just cause like it became, it was so absurd. Yeah. It's the most absurd thing, but it was, Still strangely unifying and yeah. fun. I was trying to explain it to to Kofani because they they weren't around to listen to it. Yeah. But the fact that so with spaces for people who don't know on Twitter, you know, doing the the chat room, it's mm-hmm. not like I guess like and green room developed. by the way. Use green room. We love green room. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. I guess not like not like fully developed because like whenever it hit twelve hundred people, it would crash. You're right. <laughs> and so every time it would crash, everybody had to search for it again. So everyone's searching for it, so it starts trending. And then it would die. It died, died maybe three or four times. And so it became a game of, oh my God, it died. I have to get back into it so I can hear the rest of it. And so it was like 
like a scavenger hunt, <laughs> like who done it, mm-hmm. book on tape. Like it was, it was a full experience, and that doesn't happen unless all those people band together. Yeah. Um. So it's been really great to see that happen over the course of like I don't know the past like six, eight, eight, eight years or so. Um. Because we we've always acted like this. Yes. But just. <laughs> We just didn't tell everybody about it. <laughs> and now people are seeing it and they're like, oh, this is fun. And so it, it works in a couple of ways. Like people that aren't used to, and this is, I don't know a different way to say this, but people who aren't used to uh, like being around black people and like understanding like the culture and like how we talk to each other, what's funny to us, what what we rag on and mm-hmm. like when we can rag on people and it's okay. And like, it's a and little it's all community. all love. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's cool for me to know that other people who are not in our community get to see those things and maybe, you know, get a little piece of it for themselves and then we can get some from them and we can kind of mix all this stuff together into the larger wrestling community. Mm-hmm. And then it's taking the subsection and giving a little bit to everybody and taking the subsection, getting a little to everybody. And then when anybody from outside tries to come in, we all bend together and we go, hold on. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> you can't do that over here. You can't do that here. We definitely self-police a lot. Yeah. Absolutely. But, oh, man. So this is fun. good. I like that the whole theme of this is just Woods bringing wrestling out into the world. Yeah, right? he's just like trying and bringing That's his more biggest people gift. into the game. Yeah, That's his I'm biggest gift. I'm, a, I'm, you know, I mean, Woods, you know me, man. I'm, I'm a big fan of you and and your wrestling ability. But like, it's the stuff you do outside that is just so fascinating. Like, just as many spaces as I've seen you in, and just the ways you've been able to kind of take this one thing, which we all love, and bring it to so many people in a different way of serving it. It's special. It doesn't happen a lot. And especially when you're like in your, you said you're a couple of years away from your prime, yeah, but you're like, you know, you're, <laughs> you're doing it at right now, not before, not after, like you're yeah. in it, you know? And I know that takes a lot, a lot of, uh, you know, heavy lifting as well. So it's, it doesn't yeah. go unnoticed, man. It, it doesn't happen without the help of everybody though. Everybody mm-hmm. in the locker room always being there, especially for up, up, down and stuff. I don't, I can't explain how many times I got to call people and text them. Hey, can you do this? Do you want to do this shoot? Like, I know it's pandemic and we're at home, but can you download these three things and then we can <laughs> shoot this thing? So everybody constantly giving me their time has been nothing but helpful because I don't, I don't, I'm not successful unless they help me. And so again, it's a team thing. Like, and, and there's been a situation where like, hey, does somebody want to do this? And they're like, no, I, I hate that stuff. Okay, cool. And it's not like I'm mad at you or anything or that I don't ever want to talk to you again, but I know like you're not on my team for this. So I, I'll, I'll leave you be. Again, not a bad thing. Um, but having having that crew for up up down down, uh, we've been able to take what we're doing and show people that yes, we are professional wrestlers, but we also do this. And by saying we also do this, not only showing the world, but also the world of professional wrestling, like we have value and worth outside of taking bumps. All of us are larger than that. Every single one of us. We didn't get hired because of how well we take can take a bump. We got hired because we have something in our personality that will hopefully bring you to in the grossest terms possible, hopefully bring you to buying my merch mm-hmm. so that the company <laughs> makes more money. That's, yeah. that's what we're talking, right? Yeah. And so if I can make myself more valuable outside of the ring, then all of a sudden, we're not only looking at the wrestling aspect of what I do, and we're not looking at only the wrestling aspect of what Tyler Breeze does. We're not only looking at the wrestling aspect of what Adam Cole does, of what Cesaro does, of what E does, of what Kofi does. We now have forced people to take into account how valuable you are outside of your main gig which makes you more more successful in your main gig because now you've got backup. And that's the whole point of the channel. That's a good place to end. That's the perfect way. Listen, thank you. Xavier Woods, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, of course. (laughs) You guys can all get your wrestling won't love you back t-shirts at WWE Shop. Uh, And I don't want people to think I'm like downing on it. No, no, it's it's just real. Yeah, it's real, bro. It sounds negative, but it's like, no, man, like that's any, any form of entertainment. Yeah. Love it, but don't let it 
destroy. Ooh, Amber Alert. Oh, it's the second one today. Yeah, second one. Vegas is Vegas. He bugging. Yeah, <laughs> but but yeah. Sorry, and just just to is it, okay. Yeah, and just so people understand to cap it off. Like I I love wrestling, and I want you and everyone to love, we wrestling, all love wrestling. But yeah. just just understand what your relationship with wrestling is, and don't turn don't put on blinders and put yourself in a box and make yourself only a wrestler. Don't make yourself only a musician. Don't make yourself only a teacher. Don't make yourself only a driver. Like, as a human, you can do so many things. So learn them, enjoy them, and use them to get better at what it is you really want to get better at. Because leverage is literally everything. If you have none, find some. Learn some. That's a great talk. Amen. Amen, brother. Let's get out of here. Enjoy <laughs> uh, SummerSlam. Yeah. When you're listening to this, it's Saturday. I'm hearing you listen. It, well, this will be out on Friday today. Enjoy yeah. NXT TakeOver Sunday yeah. also. Yeah. It should be awesome. Enjoy and, uh, all the wrestling this weekend. Yeah, enjoy whatever you're going <laughs> to get your eyes on. Right? <laughs> enjoy, <laughs> enjoy everything you see, okay? It's a fun time yeah, to be a wrestling fan. Happy, happy wrestling weekend, guys. We'll see you back here. Uh, well, actually, we're going to be doing a live. I think me and Evan are going to do a live green room after, right after SummerSlam. Maybe some other people will pop on. Um, and then Kaz and I will be back here next week. Yeah, so man. We'll see you back here next week, humanoids. Peace. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What's Say up? It. Go to UDDShop.com to get all your up, up, down on apparel. If you, you want to find me on YouTube, go to up, up, down, down. <laughs> go ahead and subscribe if you have yet to subscribe already. Also, check out the New Day podcast every Monday. Go to wherever you listen to your podcast. Go to that search bar. Hit the New Day and click on the pink picture with the three black guys faces in it. That is your boys. Every click counts. Also, follow G4 on all social mm. platforms at G4TV. I am mm. a host. And check out Up, Up, Down, Down on all social platforms at Up, Up, Down, Down without the O's. And follow me, your boy, Austin Creed, on all social <laughs> platforms at Austin Creed wins. Yes, I changed it on purpose because I want to own it. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. That was your... That, that you was thought the, I'd plug a lot of stuff at the end that of the was show. The, no, that, that was like the Flash Funk 360 leg drop of promos right there. Like, I cannot believe what he just did. That was that was impressive. Uh, so yeah, listen to... Do, do everything do he all just that. said. Do all that. And now, officially, we'll see you back here next week, Humanoids. Peace. Tony Schiavone here on The Masked Man Show. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on The Masked Man Show. 